behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix It Radio. All right. Hello, everybody. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Charlie, our engineer, Larry Younger, answering phones as well. If you have any questions for us, Lines are open on Saturday. I should keep mentioning we replay this on Tuesdays from 2 to 3. So if it's Tuesday afternoon, of course you cannot call. But you can send us a text message. We'll still answer those. The text line, by the way, 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. The main line, though, today on Saturday, you can call in live, 303-477-5600. Give us a call. We'd love to chat. Question of the day, because we're going to talk about these. Do you like your HOA? 303-477-5600. Some of those, some of you out there listening live in a community with an HOA. Some do not. I and Dennis being those that do not. I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. I didn't know you did. You're really. not going to believe this, but I'm even on the HOA. <laughs> I did not know you. I, did, I thought where you were at, there no, wouldn't be one. No, there was. There is. We okay. have 400 homes out there. Okay. So 400 lots and... Uh, Ours is really kind of cool because what we do is we, every, uh, twice a year, we have a dumpster day. We put in 10 big, huge dumpsters. Okay. And people can dump everything they want. Nice. And then we have a barbecue in the middle, like around July, July, we have a barbecue and we have gifts and we have a band come out and we do a big, old, huge pig, pig roast. And, nice. But ours is only $80 a year. Oh, that's cheap. Yeah. It's to pay for the... You know, mail house and a couple other things. Not too much, but we we try to not be... Um, so is yours full of Karens that run around no. and dictate what everybody else should do? We had that, and we've kind of gotten rid of them. Good. Because what we say, you know, we're not here to dictate everybody's life. What we're here to do is just try to, you know, let's let's be courteous to your neighbor. It's a different approach, and, and it works, you know? Okay. It works. All right, so that's a question of the day. Do you like... Your HOA, your Homeowners Association. We're going to talk about Homeowners Associations, the pros and cons, the ins and outs. And, of course, we'll take anything else that you've got around the house. That's what we're here for is really to help you with your, you know, your daily things that happen around the house this time of the year, especially with this cold, cold weather we've got. We will give you some tips today on how to handle that, how to make sure that you don't yes. have pipes freezing and things along those lines. And if I have time, there was a Wall Street Journal article this past week I wanted to maybe uh, touch on today as well, where there are people out there rushing to buy homes, and then they regret their per their purchase once they buy the home. So we'll talk a little bit about what you need well, to be aware of prior to that purchase and what you do during the purchase as well. Because you know, the limited supply, people hurry up and buy it. You got it without even sometimes they don't even want an inspection done. That's what this article was saying. Yeah. Which, yeah. which, yeah. Deep, and I want to make sure I say this correctly. Some of you listening to me are talented enough, have enough mechanical ability yeah. and wherewithal to where you yourself could probably walk through most houses and know pretty much within a matter of 15 minutes, yeah. am I walking into a bucket of bolts 
Or am I walking into something that will make a pretty good, you know, lasting investment when it comes to homes? You can walk in 10 feet and tell. I typically can, yes. I've done it. Not bragging, but I I just can. I did that when I was 22. When Pam and I were buying our first house, we walked into a house and we're like, "Uh uh-uh. As soon as you walked in, it's like, nope. Yep. Yeah, I yeah, hear you. Yeah, right. Uh, no, right. I no, I, you are exactly right. And 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 by the way, again, for for those of you out there listening that can do that, you know, great. Hats off to you. Uh, unfortunately, there are because of the you know lack of trades and other things that have happened throughout the last yeah. even 40, 50 years. There's a lot of folks out there that cannot do that, and they do rely on you know inspectors and other people you know that are out there to help them through that process of deciding you know what's this home like what does it need you know am i in good shape not in good shape and by the way folks no matter what inspector comes through and looks at a house even if you're doing it yourself you know something we need to be reminded of when it comes to homes i.e. just like your automobile you're still going to have repairs and maintenance that you do on anything you buy there is no nope. such thing as a quote unquote trouble free home Every one of them has to have maintenance, right, yes. Dennis? Oh, yeah. And you could buy a home today, and, and everything's perfect. Two months later, the, something goes out. The water heater goes out. The furnace goes out. Who knows what Microwave happens? quits. Whatever yeah. happens to be. I mean, the stove it, goes out. Stuff happens. Electrical panel fries. You know, you don't know. Right. So, yeah. uh, again, just because something is – it's like what we used to say in the, in the, you know, on drive rate, and we still say this even on the used car side. You may have a used car inspection done today. Everything looks great. It checks out. And you know what? Three months from now, the transmission may go bad. The, the just, place that inspects it has no idea you know, what the longevity of that vehicle is. That, that's well, why if you really want to have a – and this is true even in the housing world. If you want to have a home or a car that is the most trouble-free as possible – Keep in mind, everything is me- that's mechanical could have issues. But if you want that peace of mind and the warranty that goes along with it, well, then you better buy a new house or a new car. Brand new. If you're yeah. going to buy something but, used, then you need to look at, do you in your world, do you buy an extended service contract? Which, by the way, they have those now in the, in the home world, and they have them in, the, of course, the used car yeah. world. But if, even if you buy a brand new they go bad too because I worked at a dealership and sure. so did you. You're, you well, guys were own one, but it, it's a luck of the draw if you end up with trouble free. Yes, right. Yes, because I've had brand new cars that we sent out and they came right back in with the tranny blown, the engine blown, this right differential. The difference whatever. is the difference is there's no out of pocket expense no. because you have a warranty with it. But it doesn't mean it's not going to break. It just says if it does break, we're going to yes. take care of it. Thank you for explain. Yeah, thank yeah. you for clarifying that. Yes, yeah. and and by the way, the same is true when it comes to your home and. One of the things we should do here in the near, in the not too distant future, uh, really in the next several weeks, is talk about that warranty aspect on homes because you can even on the current home that you've got now, there are warranty companies out there. Uh, I should call them contract companies because they're not a warranty. The only body again that can offer a warranty warranty that word are the people that either build the home originally or build the car originally. Anything else that comes along after the fact is a service contract. So you can buy a service contract on a used car even after you've bought it. You can buy a service contract on your home, even though you've either bought it, used, or acquired it, or you've lived in it for 10 years. Yes. You can still buy a contract for that. Yes. I know a person who did that, and the furnace is making kinds of noises, and he says, I'm just going to wait till it goes out. More power to you. Yeah. If you've got the contract and that's got the ability to do so, just read the fine print. Yes. Again, one of those things we should cover here in the near future yeah. is service contracts on homes because they are much like service contracts on used cars. Read the fine print. Depends what they cover. That's right. Yes. Then you get that's when it gets tricky. 
And every one of them is different, too, by yes. the way. And, and, and that's one of those areas also where there are some really good home warranty companies that stand behind that, that con- I should say, contract companies. And there's some companies that really do well at that. And there's probably some shadier ones that don't do so well. Yeah, and, and the problem is, is, too, the more you pay, most likely the better. Sure. It could be it's the like better. In, Dennis, it's, you get what you pay for. That's right. It's pretty exactly. much the way it works, yeah. right? They're not cheap. The good ones are not cheap. But they, they will cover everything you need to cover. Need to mention, too, real quick, um, my daughter works for an HOA company. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she just got she got huh? that job about a month and a month and a half ago, two months ago, or maybe even longer. I don't know, but um, she they what they do is they do all the billing for the HOAs. Oh, ah, okay. And then they if an HOA decides they don't want to do it anymore, they hire this company and they go in and be the HOA. Makes sense. Okay, yeah. so if you like your HOA or don't like your HOA, let us know. And there's by the way, there are some folks that prefer. And I know some of these people. There are folks that prefer. To live in an HOA because, you know, in fact, some of them want to be in a strict HOA to where, you know, things look really good and they make sure the grass yeah. is cut and the weeds are down and there's no cars torn apart in the front yard. And, yeah. and so I'm not saying that all HOAs are bad. No. What I'm saying is, much like the other things we just mentioned a moment ago, do your research first yeah. because some of them is like living in Nazi land. And, yes. I'm, and I'm dead and that's, serious. That's what we did not want to be. You know, it started to go that it depends who you get on there, too, because it's voluntary for for those HOAs, too, to get on there. And then you get the Karens on there. And Mm -hmm. then that's when it gets really bad. Yeah. So point being back to even the due diligence when it comes to the home or, you know, townhouse or whatever you happen to be looking at and buying. One of the things that typically not typically it has to be if there is an HOA. When you start your process of due diligence, and and it'll be all done, the realtors typically will help you with all of this, Uh, but as you're going through the process of due diligence, one of the items you need to really comb over is the HOA, all of the documents that go with it. They will give you those as due diligence, and you need to be looking at, you know, what am I getting with the fees that I'm paying? What happens if I don't pay a fee? What happens if I let the lawn get too long and I don't? mow it or I let weeds grow or I want to do a transmission repair in the front of my house because a lot of those are spelled out in those HOA agreements and when you buy that house even as that second party now maybe you're buying it from the person that built the house originally you're now going to inherit all of those agreements that are there by moving into that neighborhood and and the cost of the HOA actually gets factored in in your mortgage payment when you're going to get a mortgage loan, when yes. you go to get a loan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, because it's an obligation you have to pay. Right. So if you, if, yeah, thank you for saying that, by yeah. the way. So if you've got, for example, we'll use round numbers, $1,000 a month mortgage payment, and I'm using low numbers here because few have that, but let's say it's a $1,000 a month mortgage payment, but let's say, Dennis, the HOA fees are 300 a month. Yeah. And by the way, depending upon where you're at in the state, they could, oh, they could, that's cheap. Uh, there are some $1,500 a month HOA fees when you get up into the mountains and some of the condos and townhouses and so on in Ski Country USA, they can get really expensive. So you need to, to Dennis's point, you got to double check that. But we'll go back to my original uh, explanation here. If it's $1,000 a month yeah. and the HOA fees are 300 a month, it's now a $1,300 a month house payment, and that's what you have to qualify for. Right. Exactly. So that, that 300 to Dennis's point, gets tapped into that or gets tacked onto that, and that's now what you're qualifying for because they know if you don't make those payments, the HOA takes the house. Right. 
Exactly. And you, and you don't know what those HOAs cover. They might cover trash. They might cover everything. You know, the Depends. water bill. You've you got to read. you got to read the fine print. you got to read the fine uh, print. Especially for those of you that are kind of in that townhouse world because the HOAs are, are there. Are, you're you're going to – if you've got a townhouse, it's a 90% chance you're going to have an HOA and have HOA dues with a townhouse. And you really, again, need to read the fine print. What do they cover? Are they going to cover the outside paint in the townhouse? Right. Are they going to do all your snow removal, all the grass? Are they going to remove debris? Are they going to handle your trash? I mean, all of that. And typically the answer is yes, but, you but it need comes to, at a price. And you need to research that to make sure that what I yeah. just said is, is accurate yeah. and it's actually in there. Yeah. Read what the HOA is providing is my point. And on top of that, not only read what it's providing, but read what are the do's and don'ts. Yes. So there are some HOAs out there. For example, you can't even park on the street overnight. Right. There are HOAs where you cannot have a pickup truck over a certain weight in the front driveway. It has to be put in the garage. I mean, there's all sorts yeah. of little there's, things that go along with these things. There's, there's ones that say you can't have a truck outside with lettering on it. And and um, our tow no trucks, commercial vehicles. Yes, and my yes. Uh, my tow truck comp- my tow truck when I owned my tow co- company, I had to sign lots of letters for the HOAs to ask permission to park their trucks there. Right, and they still wouldn't give it. Right, so we had to make other arrangements. Right, so, so sometimes the technician, uh, the driver, had to sit in the truck at the shop. Isn't that rude? Yeah, be- and, because you can't have that commercial vehicle. And he had a three hundred fifty thousand dollar house. He couldn't park there. Right, to make his living. To pay for the house. You could be somebody that is, you know, self-employing and owns a carpet cleaning business yeah. or, or you own a locksmith or something along those lines. And if your name and everything is all over that truck and it's it's shown to be a commercial vehicle, in a lot of cases, you cannot park your own truck in your own driveway in no. certain HOAs. Yeah, you have to park it in the garage or it somewhere can't else. Can't be seen. Yes. So, again, these are things just trying to help all of you out there listening, especially some of you that are thinking about either buying a house or, or switching houses. Maybe there's a particular area that you love. These are things you need to research even on the front side. And by the way, when it comes to these HOA rules, those are those are public documents. So if you're thinking of yeah. moving into a particular area, I'll give you a tip on that in a minute as to how you can find those. So hang tight. We'll come back. We'll talk more about it. If you've got comments or questions or anything you want to add when it comes to HOAs, please give us a call. Again, the number 303-477-5600. Dennis Brewster, John Rush. We'll be right back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by door, NMLS 298191, equal credit lender. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy. 
but it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Your company is bleeding time and money, and John Rush will find those leaks. You're too stuck in day-to-day weeds to step back and see the big picture. You need a qualified, experienced business coach to take stock of your expenses and see where you and your employees are wasting time and money. John firmly believes that every business owner needs a coach because you're too close to the situation to be objective. Email John now and make more money. John at RushToReason.com. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Charlie mentioned something there through the break that I thought I would add to about HOAs, and I think he's very right. When they first started, this is a lot like unions. Yes. There was a great concept there. They really felt like they'd help the homeowner. They wanted to make a a nice community and, and make it a nice place to live and have some longevity to that community and not have it get run down. And in their inception, I think it was a really great idea. The problem is... Uh, they can be very mismanaged and be very mafia-like when it's all said and done. And if you get the wrong people on the on the right HOA even, they can destroy that thing and turn it into the Gestapo, and it's no fun to live there. Yeah, and, and what happens is those kind of people, we've had them in our neighborhood, and we've had, we had one guy walk, he drove around before an HOA meeting and wrote down 125 complaints. I mean, he complained about people with clotheslines. He complained about people with the wrong kind of trees, the, right. wrong, the wrong location of the tree. And, it, and we have nothing in there that says that. But he wanted that in he, there. He yeah. wanted it in there and all yeah. that. And it's like, just go away. And, and some of these people um, had their houses bought out by the HOA just to get them out of there. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to tell you before the break, how do you determine if a particular area has an HOA? Well, it's pretty common... Uh, by the way, all HOAs are public. It's, yes. a, it's public record, so you can go in and, and find all of their, um, uh, how do I want to say it, their formation, how it works, all yeah. of the rules and regulations. That Those all have to be you know, posted public. Um, they are easy to find. If you're looking at a particular neighborhood, it's, it doesn't take much to figure out if there's an HOA there and what it takes to, you know, what the rules are. How you know. yeah. Now, fee-wise... I don't know that that's I, – I, I don't remember if that's public or not. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You, you tip, I, think, I think with us, we let everybody know what it is. T- I mean, it's it, an it, annual fee. Here's the thing. If you find a house for sale and you go to any of the, the, the more popular sites, Realtor.com or so yeah. on, it, it'll be posted there on the particular Should house be. that's for sale, what the HOA dues are. And I'm shocked how, much, how many people have bought in our neighborhood and not known there was an HOA because the realtor didn't tell them. Oh, by and then, law, they have to. I know. I know. You would think they did. Yes, they do. And then, and then but the, so you don't know, but we can't sit there and go, oh, well, okay, you know, go. We don't know what was said in that right. closing. So, 
But what we do is we send them a notification to say, you need to go to our website and look and see what the HOA rules are and stuff. And we try to keep it down. But some people just, um, you know, they want to come in. And, and like one guy came in and he put about, kid you not, about 75 cars and started working on cars out of his, out of his shop. And that's why HOAs were formed, by the yes. way, typically, yeah. is and, to make sure that that doesn't and, and And by the way, if that's you and, and you want to go do that, you know what? Fine. Go find a non go find a place that's not an HOA, which on the same token though, the other thing you have to remember is certain counties and cities yes. are hard on those things as, as well. well. So even yes. though there may not be an HOA in a particular area and you just think it's a free for all, well, depending upon the county and where you're at and the rules in that county or that city or that township, uh, you you may find yourself uh, up, up against another battle because in a lot of cases the cities will prevent you from doing that. Yes, and we we use the county Elbert County to help guide us on these things. Right. I mean, we use them like especially for the animals. You know, an animal unit. Right. They call it. Um, if you put like we have the most we have in our neighborhood is four acres, right? And then we have some two acre lots. Um, after the second or third filing. After the third filing, they decided we're going to go to two-acre lots. And so those two-acre lots decide they want to put four or five horses on their property. There's no vegetation in right. 10 days. Right. It's gone. Right. And and so the Elbert County comes in and says you can only have one unit per acre, one, uh, one animal, animal unit. per acre. Yeah. Right. And, so, and that helps us because then you can say, well, the county dictates that. Right. But, right. you know, we try not to be Nazis. I mean, like, if I go to somebody and they say, I want to put this building up. I don't care what size building they want to put up. I don't care if they want to put 10 buildings up. As long as it meets up. the county re- recommendations. Yeah, and as long as it stays or within their I should say. within the 50 feet right. or the all 25. Or, yeah, that's all we care about. Got it. I can't tell them what kind of building yep. they want to put in. Makes sense. Yeah, and and we try not to because otherwise you're, now you're dictating right. to people and I Again. don't want to be that way. So for those of you listening, do you like your HOA, do you not? If you got something else you'd like to recommend or or, or you know, give advice to others that are listening, please do so 303-477 5,600. But just remember, as you're looking at houses, and there's a lot of folks out there now that are, are doing that. In fact, there's people looking to move from, you know, uh, the inner cities out to some of the suburbs and, and areas along those lines. And just a word of caution there, the majority, if not all new developments will have an HOA. Yeah. It, 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 I think it would be a rarity to find a new development without an HOA. And I'm talking even... Even areas like Dennis just said, where you may find there's you know a lot of acreage and you're buying an acre or two, and you think, oh, I'm going to be out in the middle of nowhere and there will be no HOA. Uh, think again; there most likely is because yep. it's a rarity today to see a new subdivision go in without them. And I'll be honest, where a lot of that push comes from, just for just for all of you listening, a lot of these are pushed by the cities and counties themselves because yes. they don't want to have to be the manager of these areas. So part of the agreement they will make with a developer is, great, we'll let you do X, Y, and Z, but in turn, you're going to do this for us. And one right. of those is there will be an HOA managing these things so we don't have to. Yes. Some exactly. of this is also written into some of the rules and requirements when it comes to metro districts. A lot of times a metro district will now have to form a HOA and take care of those things and so on. So again, these are things that you need to research prior to buying a home in a particular area. It's the same as um, when, like right now, if you built a subdivision in Elbert County, you have to pay for the pavement 
paving yep. of all the roads yeah, going through. You create through a it. metro district and do all of those things. Yeah. Which again, a lot of folks hate, hate metro districts, but it's what the counties and cities will require to get development done. Yeah, because for the longest time we didn't have pavement, right? And now they paved it. Big, but everybody, it was a big fight. But everybody's saying, why didn't you pave it at first? Well, because we didn't have those rules. Right. It's, it's The way these counties and cities look at it, folks, is they look at it as a pay-as-you-go. So rather than – even though they're collecting property tax and dollars and so on, uh, let's face it, cities and counties uh, have a way of spending every dime they make, and they leave it up to the developers that are coming in and developing out a particular area to do the things that we just mentioned because they don't want to be on the hook for it. But also it's expensive. It is. You know, when you start getting a road, you know, if you have a dirt road and all of a sudden you take that dirt road from, uh, you know, 50 people driving it a day to 500, that road gets tore up pretty quick. Right. Yeah, and it's hard to maintain those roads. So right. it takes more grading. Right. It takes more that's where labor. The, that's where know. the cities and counties want these things it's to be like managed a and handled by somebody. That's right. It's a business. That's right. So, yeah. again, point being, if you're thinking of moving and you're thinking of, you know, you're, you're just looking at different areas and you've taken some of our advice and you're just driving around and you're looking at, hey, this would be a great place for me to live. Great. Now start doing more due diligence on what happens in that particular area. Because, again, folks, there's a lot of parts of town where – there are no HOAs. Yes. There, there are yeah. no, you know, really the only rules and regulations or whatever that particular city or county puts in. And in a lot of cases, they're, you know, drive around town. You will notice the places where it's more lax than others. And I'm a car guy. Yeah. So, but I will tell you right now, I don't want to live in a neighborhood where they're working, you know, it's on jack stands and it's going to be there for six months while a guy's or rebuilding a car months. in the driveway. Six months. Some six cars years. <laughs> yeah. Ten years. It's part of the decoration of the house. I mean, I yeah. don't I don't want to do that. So yeah. there's always ways to, to work around that. And yeah. that's where we're mentioning, you know, HOAs and things along those lines. On the same token, if you are a car guy and you like doing those things, you need to go move to a place that, uh, that will allow that and where right. the neighbors don't care and, you know, yeah. have at it. Yeah. Knock your socks off. <laughs> yes. I, I, for one, don't want to live in that particular neighborhood. So, you know, there's way, again, there's ways around that. You can, you can move out to the country. You can have your own acreage. There's, you know, you can put up barns and do different things and so on. It's really yeah. you and what you want to do to accommodate all those things. Yeah, and see, and you can read the regulations to see what they say in there. Or, you know, what's the HOA dictating? You know, like right. we don't sit there and say what color house you can paint. We don't sit there and say. A lot do. I know they do. A they lot do. do. You know, like we don't Some say you can vary from the color that it came with. Yeah. And I like the fact that I don't like them telling me what trash company I can use, so to speak. A lot you know, of them because are that way as well. They, they tell you exactly what you have to do. Yes. And I'm like, because if that trash company, you should have like three or four options because if that one trash company might not work out. Right. And then it's too bad you have to use them because right. everybody else uses them. All right. We'll talk more about some of these things to look at. I also want to throw you some tips and tricks when it comes to this cold weather that we're in right now and just making sure that you don't have anything happen after this because it is going to get colder than it even is right now. Yes. So we'll give you some tips and tricks on that as soon as we come back as well. Any questions for us, though, lines are open, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Myself and Dennis, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Your home insurance should include the stuff inside your house, too. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance, remains one of very few agents who will sit down with you and ask specific, detailed questions, making sure that in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. After a fire, you won't only need a new place to live, you'll also need to replace your gun collection and your jewelry. 
In those situations, you don't want to work with an agent you found online. You want to talk to someone who knows you, someone who will take the initiative to call and see how you're doing. Even in less disastrous situations, such as accidentally dropping your wedding ring down the sink, the proper coverage with Paul will make you financially whole. Paul Lewinberger can't relieve the emotional loss of a family heirloom, but he will make sure that you can replace your possessions at their full financial value. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Take AIM. Affordable Interest Mortgage has been offering the Asset Manager all-in-one loan for over 11 years. We are experienced in helping homeowners pay thousands less in interest on their mortgage, own their home faster, all without spending one dime more. 720-895-0500. Take AIM. Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we have hundreds of clients that have been using this loans to build their equity faster, access emergency funds when necessary, and pay off their home in 8 to 13 years versus 25 to 30. People initially believe this loan is too good to be true, but it is true. Call 720-895-0500 now to see if you qualify. Loans from 100000 to $2.5 million, same rate. Ask our previous clients. They will tell you it works. Call 720-895-0500 and work with the experts. This loan has been around since 1965. Affordable interest mortgage, where it's all about you. 720-895-0500. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298191, Equal Credit Lender. RoofMax in South Aurora keeps your roof going strong with roof rejuvenation. Modern asphalt shingles are manufactured with less oil than they used to be, so they dry out sooner, leaving them brittle and unable to expand and contract with the extreme temperature swings. Especially here on the Front Range where your roof handles high elevation sun, UV exposure, and severe spring and summertime storms, along with more than twice the national average snowfall, your shingles wear out even faster. Roof rejuvenation with RoofMax could save you up to 85%. Just one application of their all-natural bio-oil immediately adds five years to your roof, guaranteed. With up to three applications every five years, RoofMax could help your roof last 15 years longer. Save thousands of dollars by extending the life of your roof instead of replacing it. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax in South Aurora now at 303-710-6916. All right, folks. And yes, you just heard from Dave Hart, RoofMax, and one of our great sponsors. And yeah, get that roof taken care of. I know it's cold right now, but things will warm back up here even as we get through the latter part of this next week. And uh, really, uh, doing the roof is just preventative maintenance, and we'll have Dave back on here in the near future talk more about that as well. But it's really a great product and works yeah. fabulous. Yeah, I don't think he'd want to go out today. I wouldn't. A little chillish. Yeah, I mean, be be gentle with him. You yeah. don't need to go out today. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways. But, you ever been on your roof at this cold? Oh, it's, yeah. It's dangerous. Yes, be very careful. I've slid off mine. Yes. Not all the way. Got to the gutter and was able to grab hold and stop myself, but... All our sponsors, by the way, listed at our website, fixitradio.com, Arc Electric, Paul Lewinberger uh, is there, our, our insurance guy, Kurt Rogers from Affordable Interest Mortgage. They're all there uh, listed. You can see them, Dave Hart as well, and I encourage you to use those guys. They're, they're great individuals. Yes. They'd love to help you out, whatever it happens to be. Uh, they're really there for you, and they're a part of what we do each and every week, and we do appreciate them very much. So, yeah, please, please use them, and you can again, find those at fixitradio.com. Dot com. One last thing I should mention before we, we kind of jump off of this HOA topic, and, and Dennis just reminded me of that, is 
Don't think you can skate not paying the HOA dues. No. There is power there. There is power. When you bought the home, you signed documents that put that property into the HOA. It was put there originally, but you signed documents agreeing to participate in the HOA, which means you don't pay. They put a lien on the house. You may not think much about it because it's, you know, whatever. You can live there 10 years and not make one payment. Well, when you sell the house, they'll get their money. That's right. With it, interest. They're, they're coming. They're, they're, they're going to get it one way or the yeah. other. So my point is just pay your HOA dues and away you go. And, and the why, reason I say they get the interest too is because, you know, like if like right now, uh, we've worked with some of the people that lived out there that did not pay. The last, I've been on the board for the last two years, and, and I've been going to the meetings for the last 10, you know, because we right. hold them at the church, and right. I go there to make sure everybody's doing okay, and if they need anything, I'm there. Right. Because we participate in the community, too, the church does. But um, they've been collecting money from people that haven't paid but still live out there. And what they do is they say, look, you know, we, we're not trying to be dictators. Right. We just want – just catch up. Pay half of it, and we'll, we'll, wipe, we'll wipe out the rest. We got a lot of people to pay up, and they were happy about that. They were like, okay, we're not trying to be dictators out right. there. We're trying to – let's just work together. Let's be, you know, nice to your neighbor next door. Be considerate of him if you're building something that you're gonna, not going to like right. his place look bad and he, his resale isn't going to be ugly. And, you know, if you have a lot of cars, kind of, you know, make them look better. Put them in a – you know, organize them or something. But don't just leave them scattered all over the yard with cinder blocks underneath right. them, you know, kind of thing. And, and Clean uh, up. Yeah. But um, the people that leave, well, they're no longer friends of ours in a sense. They're leaving. Right. Why should we give them a discount? Pay up. Pay up. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, uh, my my uh, Richard, my uh, my son, his wife texted me a minute ago and said that their new uh, leadership in their HOA are like a bunch of dictators. Yep. When they it tell happens. you when they tell you the size of the fence you have to have and the kind of fence you have to have and the colors you you can pick from these four colors. Or no. you can't fly that flag or yes. whatever the case yes. may be. There's a oh, lot yeah. of that goes on. Yes. Too. Yes, they are. They're, they don't even want you, you know. Yard signs. They can yeah. dictate, a lot. They can dictate yep. a lot of things, folks. Yes, they can. And so, they can tell you what kind of signs you can right. put up. Read the fine print yes. is what I'm saying before yes. you go move in. All right, let's do a few tips and tricks on how to avoid costly repairs when we have weather as cold as it is right now, which I should check the weather, but I, I was looking, and I believe we're going to be below zero as we go through the yes. weekend. Uh, as we speak right here at the station, it is zero as we speak. So it's zero. And as we go through the day here today, even down here in Aurora, it's going to be negative two, negative four, and so on. And uh, we've got tomorrow night's lows will be, I believe, uh, anywhere from negative five to negative 10, depending upon what part of town you're in. The high tomorrow is only five degrees. Folks, that is very cold. And we have not had that cold weather all year long, which for a lot of you, if you've got pipes that are either exposed or they are next to an outside wall, and the way to know that, so so what I just said there in the latter part, if you have a pipe that's next to an outside wall, you would say, well, how do I know that? Okay, well, this is really simple. It's called common sense. Yeah. If the wall, the exterior wall, is on the backside of the fixture that has water coming out of it, sink, <laughs> toilet, yeah. uh, washing machine, yep. anything along those lines, if, if that particular, because, by the way, a lot of kitchen sinks are on an outside wall because there's a window that you can now look out of while you're doing dishes or whatever it is you happen to do. And, and a lot of builders will put that in because it just fits in with the design of the house and it's kind of a nice feature. But that's a particular area where you're going to have plumbing 
next to an outside wall. What am I talking about when I say next to an outside wall, and why is that important to, to you know to mention that? Because that's going to be colder than an interior wall. Yes. Why? Well, common sense. Common sense. There's yeah. cold on the outside of the yeah. wall, and depending upon the insulation, the thickness, and how things were done, which I've seen some really good workmanship in that area I just mentioned, and, and I've seen some really shoddy workmanship really in that horrible. area. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've I've gotten down underneath kitchen sinks and so on that have been on outside walls before to where you can feel the cold air coming right through there. And there's no insulation. None. Yeah. Zilcho. Yeah. Because they didn't want it to get wet when the cold air was coming through. <laughs> which which means if yeah. you what I'm saying is you need to check some of those things now before you you know run around and try to get insulation in and so on and so forth. There's some tricks to keeping things from getting frozen this time of year. Number one, easy trick. If there's a cabinet underneath that particular fixture, just open the doors. Yep. Okay, you'll let that, you because the warm air that's inside the house will go back into that cabinet area and keep those pipes from freezing. Another trick is to just let a trickle of water come out of those particular faucets. Let's say you're getting ready to go to bed. You know it's going to get way cold, and you're worried about some of these things. Just turn a little teeny drip of water on. You know, coming out of those particular spigots, out of those particular faucets. So it's faucets. dripping, not that it's running. Not, not running, but just, just dripping. Because there's a flow out. Because water is, it's hard to freeze water when it's flowing. When it's moving. That's yeah. why when you, that's why a lot of streams in that, yeah. you'll see ice form around some of the edges. And if a, if a stream gets to where it's not flowing much, it will freeze over. But if it's a, if it's a river that flows quite a bit of water through it, it, it typically will not freeze over because the water's moving. Make right. sense? Yes, Take, totally. And so in, in the house, the same rule of thumb would apply. So if you've got outside water sources you know, on the outside of walls and they're above ground, now below ground, so say you've got a basement or you've got a crawl space and you've got you know pipes that are on the outside walls, different scenario. Yeah. They are being protected by the earth and the heat that comes from the earth and yeah. so on. You're not going to have a, a, as you're not going to have as big issues. In fact, you probably won't have any issues with plumbing that's on no. the outside wall of a basement and things like that. But above ground, where there's air on the outside and the air temperature can actually affect those plumbing fixtures, you need to be aware of that and watch those. Yep. And right now, you really I know a lot of people have said that hose thing, Dennis. It doesn't work. You can leave a hose on around here. It doesn't freeze and stuff. Oh yeah, it will. It will oh, freeze yes, it right will. now. Please take all your hoses off your faucets. Yes. Outside, and you might have had them on lately because the trees need water. Or the grass well, has been it's dry. Warm. It, it was warm. Well, we've and, had sixty some degree days here, recently. and it's been real dry. Washing, so you've had to water. You wash in the car, yeah. water in the grass, water take in the trees. Up. Make sure those hoses are off. Yes. Yes. Now, please. You should have done that before this cold snap hit, but because yeah, last not, night you might have a problem. If it was on last and, night. And, here, and here's the thing. A lot of you are saying, well, I got no leaks right now. Well, yeah, you won't notice a leak until, until things thaw. Tomorrow, yeah, or, or Tuesday. When, yeah, exactly, Tuesday, Wednesday, when yeah. things thaw out. So, again, these are things that you need to be paying attention to around the house. Be looking at where you've got outside faucets and just you know be aware that there's a potential there for things to freeze. And and where this is really probably more important for some folks, you know, if you've you got a family and, you know, people are rummaging around and, you know, things are staying warm and yeah. you've got the heat on everywhere, probably not going to have a big issue. Where this becomes a bigger deal is if you've got a a part of your home you never use. Yes. You, know, you know, maybe you had a bunch of kids running around the house, but now there's not and it's just you and the you know, the better half, and you're not utilizing every portion of the house, and you even turn the temperature down in some areas of the house, 
kind of that out of sight, out of mind thing. So just be aware of what I'm talking about. And even some of you that have got, you know, shops or you've got sheds that might have water in them and things along those lines, now's the time to double check all that. You know, here's another tip that I would recommend. If right now, if you have these things happening, you know, like if you feel cold air coming underneath your, your, by your sink, Mark that down on a list. Okay, right. I should take care of that during the summer. Right. Because you can go in there, take that drywall, cut it off because it's – Pack some insulation in. Pack it in. And and, and and they have nice foam things you could put in there, fill in the gaps. Yes. But I would write all this stuff down. All these little places that I'm having trouble with, even to the point where if I'm outside and I see my gutter has ice holding over on it, that's another place you should yep. be looking at. Right now, you should be walking around and writing all these things down and, and take care of, of them That's during right. the summer if you That's make a right. list now. That's right. Joe, what's going on, sir? Hey, well, first of all, John, how you doing? Good. How are you, <laughs> sir? How you doing? Doing just good. Doing just good. 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 Hey, by the way, you're never supposed to answer. You're, just, you're never supposed to answer. You're just supposed to. Anyway. That's true. Um, uh, you already covered uh, disconnecting hoses from your outside faucets, right? Yes. You yes. covered if you have yard hydrants, you need to disconnect your hoses from those yard hydrants too. True. If you have any sort of rural property. True. Um, yeah, for those of you that are out in the country, and yeah. if you don't know what a yard, well, if you know what a yard hydrant is, you have one. If you don't, you don't. Yes. Let's just say it that way. Yeah. Right. But if you have a yard hydrant, they will not uh, they will not drain down if there's a hose connected to them. So you got to take them. Yeah, because the Last siphon factor is, there, right, Joe? Yes. Right. You're right. Because it has to siphon in, in right. order for the water to flow back down through that tube. It has to. Has to suck. Has air to have in some air. You have a hose yep. In. yep. Good point. Right. And if yep. you have a hose on it, it can't suck air in. And Great that, point. That stem will remain full of water. Also, if you have plumbing, if it's really cold and you have plumbing and an outside wall, say you have a bathroom and your sinks on the outside wall, on a really cold night, you want to leave those uh, cabinet doors under right. your sink open. Just open them up. Warm air. Open them up so you get warm air. Because um, those pipes will get really, really. You know, I mean, if they'll got, get cold. Oh yeah, it. most definitely. And, and, and you know, especially Joe. And this is for a lot of you listening. If you live in an older home where the R rating, and what we mean by R rating is, you know, there's a governmental standard on, and a lot of cities and counties adopt those. There's an R rate factor when it comes to how much insulation certain parts of the f- home are supposed to have. But Joe, let's face it. Back in the day, your homes built back in the 50s and 60s. There's little to no insulation in those homes. R three, you know. Yeah. yeah. In some and cases, in none. To, yeah, I know. None. Yeah. yeah, none. And in addition, if you're really worried about it's going to really cold snap, if you're ten below zero, um, if it were me, in addition to opening those under sink cabinet doors, I'd probably let those faucets run a little trickle all night. That's what we uh, talked yeah, about. Yeah, just let yeah. them drip a little bit. Yeah, let them let drip um, in addition to having the, uh, the floor. Yeah, and, so, and folks, so. by the way, this is also, these are things that, let's say, for example, you're going to go on a, a little trip or you're taking a weekend trip away or you're going to be away for a week. These are things that I would be doing all around the house. Yes. Uh, again, the, on, these are on outside walls. And, uh, you know, again, make sure the temperature stays up some. Make sure you've got some heat going back in there. Uh, but, boy, these outside walls, and, Joe, to your point, you could be, you know, setting the temperature while you're gone at 60 degrees on the inside of the house. But those outside walls could get down to the point where all they got to do is go below 32 degrees and they're froze. Yep. Yeah, I actually have, had a I had a barn uh, steel building, and uh, uh, I had the— they ran water pipes in the attic, unheated attic, uh-huh. and I actually had to put uh, put heat tapes on those. Yes, uh, and, and the heat tapes are are do have a uh, integral thermostat, so they won't run all year. But I actually had to had to wrap my uh, pipes in the attic uh, with heat tapes. 
uh, to keep them. So I don't know yeah. if anybody has a, you know, pipes in their attic. But no, that's a great point. No, in, in fact, because Joe, a lot, a lot of pipes get run up to, in the to buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah outside yeah, buildings. Yeah, the, outside buildings are in the in the attic. They'll run pipes, you know, pipes, you know, around the attic to drop down into walls and so on. And if that if that thing is not insulated very well, yeah, you could definitely get some freezing up there. Definitely. And that's exactly exactly what I had. And um, in fact, I had one pipe that ran up through the wall outside wall, the steel building. I actually had to pop one of the panels and uh, wrap that uh, pipe in the outside wall of the steel building. So, uh, yeah, pipes in the attic, pipes in outside walls, and steel buildings. You want to wrap them with a heat tape. You can leave it plugged in all year, and that that heat tape will only cycle when it needs to come on. Right. So. Yeah, and when you're talking about the heat tape, there's also um, you when you're doing plumbing and stuff, and you can wrap your hot water pipes with the black foam mm-hmm. that they have at like that Home Depot too. and places. Yes. And, and you can just wrap basically. that. Yeah. Well, there's codes now that say you have to wrap every one of those. The new codes if yeah, you open yeah, up a wall. Yeah, for those of you living in a new house, typically speaking, you're not going to have too many issues with most no. of what we're talking about because the codes have changed enough where it's not a big yeah. deal, Joe. But any of these older homes that some of you are living in, I mean, I'm talking older as in 19, probably 70s. 90 and older. Well, uh, yeah, you, you need to be double-checking all this. Yeah. yeah my, and, the, and the reason I know so much about it, I used to work in my, my grandparents' uh, upstate New York had a cattle ranch. Their house was built in 1920. Hmm. Uh, in an upstate New York, we'd get a week where it never went above zero. Right, and so I know all about <laughs> protecting. And, and those houses had those houses had very little insulation, especially in the walls. Sometimes they used newspaper. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Actually, with a lot of old uh, chopped up paper and blown paper. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And again, nothing, there just so. wasn't any. You know. A, we didn't have the new technology we've got today, Joe. You couldn't blow insulation in back then. It was expensive, and the heating costs were so low they didn't worry about it. We had a, a coal furnace. Yep. <laughs> I had a big hopper. In yep. Fact, as a as a teenager, one of my jobs every morning was to go down and, and fill this uh, this big big bucket uh, many many times over and and dump it into the hopper and just keep the hopper full of coal. And that's how we heated the house with a coal furnace and and a, and a hopper with a big auger in the bottom that fed the yep. fed the burners. Yep. <laughs> Good All stuff, right. Joe. I appreciate it. Stay warm. Uh, we're gonna try to here. It's cold here, so. All right. Take care, guys. Thank, thank, thank you. Appreciate it. Mickey, hang tight. We'll get some of your tips as well. We'll be right back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where a reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298191, equal credit lender. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy but it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. 
Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Your company is bleeding time and money, and John Rush will find those leaks. You're too stuck in day-to-day weeds to step back and see the big picture. You need a qualified, experienced business coach to take stock of your expenses and see where you and your employees are wasting time and money. John firmly believes that every business owner needs a coach because you're too close to the situation to be objective. Email John now and make more money. John at RushToReason.com. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. We're talking about just freezing tips on, you know, A, not how to get your pipes frozen. And we'll get some more tips here from Mickey in Denver. Mickey, welcome. What's going on? I'm also from the great white north, upstate New York. Okay, cheap trick yes. is to put a, a cheap trick is to put a styrofoam cup over your external faucet. It don't sound like much, but it works. Really? Hmm. Well, that makes it, sense because the air. Yeah, yeah, makes total sense. They have that makes sense because they have a, a contraption that's kind of like yes. made out of styrofoam yeah. and it has a little hook on there yeah, and you put it on. over. Yeah, makes and sense. And you just tighten it up and yeah. holds against it. Yeah, so that would work. A rubber band and a styrofoam cup, and you're good to go. Great tip, Mickey. What else? You got any others for us? Uh, I think it's stock show time because the weather's here. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Good one, Mickey. Appreciate it very much. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. So there's a tip on the outside faucets, which, uh, again, uh, and Joe said this earlier, even some of you that have hydrants, which – uh, for some of you that maybe don't know what a hydrant is, we're not talking about an actual hydrant the fire department hooks a hose onto. Uh, yard hydrants are a water source that goes way down into the main line. It's way down underneath the ground so they can be operated all year round. But if you don't unhook the hose to let them – the way hydrants put in, by the way, for all of you maybe that don't know, is you go all the way down to the main line, you dig all around the main line, you fill it in with a bunch of pea gravel around the main line because that hydrant is going to drain when you shut it off. That's why any of the yard hydrants that have the big handle on top, for those of you that maybe are a little older can remember those, they got a big handle on top. And, and what you'll remember maybe as a kid is when you open those hydrants, water doesn't instantly flow. Why? Because they self-drain, yeah. and it takes a while to fill the pipe up because those things are super long. I mean, They're they about go, eight feet, nine yeah, they feet go, deep. Yeah, they go 40, yeah. 50, 60 inches down into the ground, yeah. and so it takes a while to fill the pipe up to actually have water run out of the end of the hydrant. Yep. So they're self-draining. Well, to Joe's point, they will not self-drain if you have a hose hooked to them because yep. yep. it has to have air to you know come yep. in to actually yeah, and most people use out. them like for gardens or right. for watering their garden, their garden. livestock, it's whatever. The, yeah, livestock. Yeah, yeah. I've had one at the I last two houses I've owned, and I, I put them in just because it's a really convenient. Oh. If you're away from the house, yeah. it's a really nice, convenient water source that you can always have available to do some of the things around the house. Well, and plus, you know, like we water our garden with it, and we water other things, you know. But here's the thing: if if I run it through the house and I go to a house faucet, now I'm filtering that water. 
on property. Right. If you have property, and so I don't want to filter that water. I right. want it to just. You want regular water. I, why waste my filter? Exactly. Yeah. No, great point. So yeah. again, the, these are tips and tricks on on that end of things. Folks. Here's another thing. I would go to my windows right now and feel around them to see if there's any cold air coming around. You could put a towel there if you wanted to hold True. it back. Um, but what you should do is write down those windows that you need to go back through this summer and caulk. Windows, doors, yes. any, anything. If you feel a draft coming in anywhere right now, yes, great. Write great, it down. Great tip. Write those things down. Those are the things you're going to fix this spring or summer. Right. Yeah. Or, or even the next time we get a little bit warm, if you'd yeah. like. I and mean, there's yeah. all sorts of things that can be done yeah. even now. I mean, you know, this is Colorado. We'll be back up to 50 before long. If your door is leaking on the bottom, it, it, there is a seal that you can get. That Threshold just pops seal. right back in there. Right. It's you know people think oh that is so hard to do. It is so simple to do. It is not that hard. You you got to learn how to take the pins off, but um, not a big deal. No, it's really easy to take the pins off, and and people you know, it's not that hard to do to fix these kind of things. Right. Yeah. Again, and just take a take a inventory walk around the house. Do you have yeah. outside you know Air. water sources? So like Joe said a moment ago, bathrooms kitchens um i mean that's typically where water sources are anyways but uh you know and and by the way some builders do a really good job of putting those on the interior wall instead of the exterior those are folks that typically have thought through this process a little more but in a lot of cases are you know just real quick architects don't necessarily think of all these things as they're building homes the same with uh manufacturers building cars they don't figure out that we have to work on them and no. they make them easy and architects thinking well they'd like to be looking out the window while they're brushing their teeth or yeah. washing their hands or washing dishes or whatever yeah. the case may be so they build those to accommodate some of what i just mentioned they're not necessarily a, thinking about yeah, it's comfort. freezing it, it's, it's right comfort to look out the window well they're again they're it's architects build to make your life how should I say this? Comfortable yeah. and aesthetically pleasing, yeah. and all those things. And you know, while that's okay, everything I just said has to also be taken into account because if you're in an older home and they've done those things, and, and you don't have the proper insulation and things going on to keep things warm, well, you could end up with some other issues down the road. Because again, you will not know. But just it's a simple fact: there are going to be pipes that freeze as we speak. Yes. You will not know those pipes have frozen until things thaw out. Because the water's Tuesday, not going to leak. Because the freeze right. is going to stop it from leaking. You won't notice it till yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday. And have you ever seen a piece of po- copper pipe that's been frozen and how it swells up? Well, it, just for all of you that are listening, you're probably wondering, well, how? It, why does it you know, break things and break the copper pipe and so on and so forth? Well, for those of you that maybe don't know, when water freezes, it expands. Yes, huge. Look at an ice tray. Yes. When you put the ice, you know, when you fill the ice tray with water, it's all nice and level and it's no big deal. But as it freezes, it all pops up and out of that container that you've frozen the water in to now yes. make ice cubes and yeah. they expand. Yes. So water expands when it gets frozen. It's just one of those chemical things that happens. It's a, yeah. it's a reaction of freezing the water. Yeah. So when you've got especially copper pipes, it's going to split the copper pipe when it freezes. That's just what it does. But it doesn't leak because it's frozen. Right. It's all frozen ice. Solid. It's all ice. And then as it thaws down, as John's saying, in a couple of days, now, leak, now the leak, leak is there. Shows up. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. for a lot of you that, that have, you know, especially copper pipes, uh, we have, you know, we have 
kind of learned through the years that some of the you know, the other thing modern houses have now is PEX piping instead of yeah. copper piping, and the PEX has some flex to it. In fact, there's some PEX out there that is pretty much guaranteed to not ever break if a pipe does get frozen. So, again, we, we've learned through the years how to make some of these changes. But, you know, the majority of homes built, especially the older homes that are built, they're all done with copper piping. And, yes, if there's a freeze in that pipe, it will split. It will, it will expand and split the pipe, and you will have a leak. I still wouldn't want my PEX freezing. I wouldn't either. I don't want any freezing. No, I don't want anything to freeze. First of all, if it freezes, you have no flow coming out of that as well. So it's another kind of telltale sign that something's frozen. Yeah. I had a pipe freeze one time and and, and was in a corner of my, and it's the main line coming in. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they come in on a well, they come in down Mm -hmm. about two feet from the bottom of the basement floor. And then they drill through the concrete and then they go up and then they run across the top of the concrete and around. Well, I went to this corner, mice got in there. Huh? It was cold enough in that corner? Well, what happened was mice got in there and chewed all the insulation. Ah, okay. And and I, I couldn't figure out why that pipe was always freezing. And so I went home one day and it was frozen. And I'm like, I'm done with this. And it was whenever we get down to five degrees or colder, it would freeze. Right. And I, I got, I took all, I just like, that's it. I have to shut off my well. I cut, took off all that drywall. And I cut that pipe, and I turned it before it gets to that, about four feet. Fixed and then it. I went down, yeah. Fixed it, well, yeah. what I found out was all that insulation, the mice came in there. They dug a hole through. The, there was a plate, and they had a metal and shim and stuff. But it ate the insulation either way, and that pipe was still frozen for three days, sitting in the sink. Yeah. And it was split. It so ta- I'm glad I did it. No, it yeah. takes a while. Patrick and Peyton is next. Patrick, welcome, sir. Hey, John. How are you doing? Good, sir. Good. So, an interesting fact about water is the only substance on Earth that gets less dense the colder it gets. True. That's why it expands. That's right. True. Good point. Yes. Yeah, and well, and, and, and it, I, I don't know the force, Patrick, that it expands that, but it's enough to split pipe. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it's strong, yeah. So, I, I don't either. I don't know the... the formula for it but it's it's all i know is it's strong enough to split copper pipe easily with no problem at all not a problem like hydraulics it just poof there it goes yeah thanks for your time thank you patrick i appreciate it all right mickey real quick i got about 30 seconds mickey if you're going to leave a tap if you're going to leave water running let the warm water run yes water heater yes the pipe to your water heater doesn't get great cold. point mickey good yes point. good point yeah. thank you for that last tip yes thank you very much so there you go folks there's your tips if you're listening on tuesday we appreciate that as well this is fix it radio klz 560